Hello everyone, welcome to IT Tech Talk. I'm your host, Joel Ward. In a few minutes, Mayor Emily Keller will be joining me to discuss uh, what got her into the political field, uh, everything about her business, uh, so tune in to find out. Hello everyone, welcome to IT Tech Talk. I'm your host, Joel Ward, and with me is Mayor Keller. How are you doing, Mayor? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having good. me. You're welcome. Uh, do you prefer Emily, or can I just call you Mayor? Emily's fine. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know. I, I didn't know if there was like a, um, a way you should say it, especially since you're a governing position. So oh, thank you. Emily's good. <laughs> okay. Emily, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, so Emily, I just uh, real quick, I like to do this to all my new guests. Uh, I'd like to ask a background about uh, your life and, and uh, your history. Uh, just what what got you started into uh, where you're at? And uh, I, I think I haven't asked it yet, uh, but what what your business was. I don't I've looked for I don't know you really know what you did as far as entrepreneurship but uh, I'd love to hear it so let's dive into that first absolutely so I was born and raised here in Hagerstown uh, graduated from South High in 2004 and um, then about seven years ago I opened up I own a farmers insurance agency so oh, wow. that's what I do yeah I'm an insurance agent uh, we do all types of insurance other than health so okay. we are celebrating our seventh year right now um, so yeah, it's been good. I mean, I got involved in the community that way and kind of saw things from a different perspective. Uh, my family owns a small business, so I knew what it was like from their perspective, but actually doing mm -hmm. it yourself and you know, attending the meetings and networking in the community, I kind of just started looking around and saying like local government, I had never paid attention before. Unfortunately, I wish I had, but I hadn't. And when I looked at our elected officials here in the county, it was all mostly old men. And <laughs> so back in 2016, I thought, all right, well, we need women, first of all. We need younger mm -hmm, people. Definitely. And I thought if I could run and really inspire people to get involved and participate, that I would. So ran initially for city council in 2016, and, and thankfully I won, and I got to serve in that role, and then ran for mayor in 2020, and here I am. <laughs> and for those who don't know, Emily is the first female mayor of Hagerstown. Is that correct? Yes, it is. That is yeah. That's really awesome. That is a big milestone for the city. I actually grew up in Smithsburg, if, you, if you're familiar with Smithsburg. Uh, yes. And I, I moved to Waynesboro after I got married the first time uh, and uh -huh. I ended up just staying in PA for some reason. <laughs> but I, there, there's a part of me that still loves the, the Maryland line because my family's from yes. Maryland. We, we grew up in Maryland. So, um, yeah. Emily, I'm, I'm so that is so awesome like, um, that you, you ran. And uh, so you went from councilwoman to mayor what so let's let's dive into it. so what made you yes. want to go to mayor what why not just stay as a councilwoman so it was honestly a really really tough decision like people were encouraging me to run for mayor and then my daughter she's 13 now but she was 12 at the time okay. knew that if i was elected i would be the first woman mayor and she really really wanted me to do that and how do you tell your awesome. kid no you know <laughs> right yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i mean realistically though um the council has the vote so the mayor is a, it's a weak form of government um so by running for mayor i'm losing my vote so i had to make a decision if that was worth it or not but i think i'm a strong enough leader to help you know guide the council and, and also we're kind of the figurehead for the city and I think Hagerstown really gets a bad rap there's a lot it of does. negative headlines does, yes. there's a lot of like just negativity online and I wanted to be the person to turn that around because 
I get to see the good in this community every single day. And we are so much better than those negative headlines. So mm -hmm. I thought, all right, if I can go and spread that positivity and start really showing people the other side of Hagerstown, we can start mm -hmm. to turn the tide of those negative Nancy's. <laughs> yes. So did you, and, and this is not on the question sheet, but I just, I want to ask it. Did you play a key role in the new theater upgrade? Cause that, that place looks beautiful. It is beautiful. I wish I could say I played a key role. I did not. I, I mean, we did vote. My administration mm -hmm. in 2016 voted to financially support it. But I'll tell you, the Maryland Theater Board of Directors, they went on a capital campaign and raised mm -hmm. millions of dollars. I mean, they just did such an incredible job. And thankfully, Governor Hogan committed a couple million from the state. The county committed money. The city awesome. committed money. So it was a group effort. But it we is a blessed. very beautiful, yeah, it's a very yes. beautiful building. I haven't gotten yet to go inside. I'm hoping now that COVID's kind of slowing down, I'm hoping yes. that I can go see a show or if the symphony comes, I would love to see that. I've, I'm a big symphony yeah. guy myself. So um, so what what exactly drives you as a woman in leadership? Like what makes you what makes you go from entrepreneur to councilman? What drives that? What drives the spirit? Is it, you said your daughter drove you into like wanting to be the first woman mayor. And that's great because, yes. you know, you know, that leads her into being the next leader of her, of her generation. So what, yeah. what drives you? What's your driving force? Is it your family? Is it your, is it your just overall spirit? What is it? So I'd say my family definitely has always been my biggest support system. Mm -hmm. um, one of the biggest reasons I ran for office in 2016, one was the diversity issue and the lack of women and the mm -hmm. lack of young people. But the other one was the drug epidemic. Um, at the time, my very best friend was struggling with a heroin addiction, and it was the most terrible thing to watch for years, this drug just take a grip on her. Mm -hmm. And I had heard like the negative comments and the stigma around drug addiction. Mm -hmm. And I was tired of it, quite frankly. So I decided I wanted to run for office and use that as my passion to try to help people and provide more resources in Washington County and in Hagerstown. And when I ran in 2016, that's really the only issue that I talked about. And I shared her story. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, her addiction cost her her life um, in oh, July of, of 2016. Thank you. But honestly, it was kind of like the fire lit then because I made her a promise and I needed to fulfill it. So I, you know, I think about her every day and I try to help people. Uh, we do Narcan distribution in the community. I'm the co-chair of Washington Goes Purple to try to educate our youth against the mm -hmm. dangers of prescription pills and drugs. So that really keeps me going. It was, now there's a million other reasons why I love being in office, but my heart is in it to help people who are struggling with addiction and mental health. And thankfully I get to do it from a diff couple different perspectives. Yeah, and this isn't on the question sheet, but we I, I want to try and fill the slot. Uh, and and since you've touched on this, um, do you you actively do this in, uh, the uh, drug addiction thing? Do you outreach with Brooks House at all? It's one of the things that I'm very passionate about. Brooks House is one of my passions. Uh, I do a lot of outreach with Brooks House as far as like our church goes and stuff, uh, Lifehouse mm -hmm. Church. And, and uh, do you do outreach with all the different organizations within your community, or do you just stick with what you're doing now? Yeah, I love Kevin and I have a great relationship. He's a great guy, and the girls mm -hmm. there are are incredible. Um, oh, yes, they help they, us they actually are. with Washington Goes Purple. They help us volunteer. Um, I don't know if you saw downtown Hagerstown over the last three years in September, but we wrap purple rope lights with I did, I did in memory yes. or in honor signs. So that's all of us. We volunteer to do it, and the Brooks House girls come and help us, and oh, um, some different projects we do with the school they interact with and everything. So we all have really great partners. 
for awesome. sure. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Kevin's a great guy. We, we, we love the Brooks house girls. I, there's a couple of girls I still stay in contact with that help serve at church. And I encourage them every day that, you know, to stay sober and stuff. I, I'm very, yes. I lost my uncle to alcoholism, which in, in its own form right. is a drug. And Absolutely. so it's been, it's been passionate about me to help serve the community back in, in my area and in Hagerstown as well. Um, so touching on this, um, the community, there's a lot of small businesses popping up downtown Hagerstown. I've been through and I've seen it like Cannon Coffee is one of the places that my church is really big into. Um, but there's a lot of small businesses up. Are you doing a lot of initiatives to help small businesses right now? I mean, I, I know it's not on your agenda, yeah. but is it is it one of the things that you're pushing for like to help boost the economy in, your, in the area? Absolutely. Our economic development department here in the city is just on point. You mm -hmm. know, we just are in the middle of a pandemic and just went through what we went through in 2020 and our economic development department was just acting like nothing was wrong. I mean, they were still, you know, providing incentives and growing businesses and helping partner with them. Of course, we have lost some businesses, unfortunately, due to the COVID-19 yes. pandemic, yep. but we do offer a lot of businesses uh, incentives, small incentives and big incentives. It depends mm -hmm. on, you know, what type of business you are, how many employees you're bringing, but that is something that we do very well here in the city and um, constantly encouraging growth. Awesome. Yeah, I, I've seen, you know, and even with the theater build, I've seen exponential growth uh, downtown. And it's weird because, like you said, like, it seems like nothing affected you guys. Whereas some of the other towns, including Waynesboro, where I live, uh, we saw, like, businesses getting hit pretty hard. Whereas, it, like, it, whenever yeah. I would go to church on a Sunday, uh, especially when COVID starts slowing down, I was like, it doesn't even seem like there is some businesses gone, but it doesn't seem like you guys were affected much. Uh, and speaking of yeah. speaking of that, like so, COVID. Uh, what was your what was your initial like? What was what did you do to like stop like? I mean, did you shut down business? I didn't. I'm not really in the in the know about Hagerstown. <laughs> what was your what what happened? Did you shut things down as far as like businesses, or did you keep them semi open so that we could keep so you could keep the flow of the economy going? So. Unfortunately, local government, city government didn't have a say over what happened. Now, we had a say internally with mm -hmm. Hagerstown City staff, and we made sure uh, they were taken care of and, and ha we have preventive measures. But the governor um, set the mandates in place mm -hmm. and then very recently allowed government um county government to make other mm -hmm. decisions, but we had to follow what the governor did. So okay. a lot of places were shut down uh, for some time, not completely. Uh, restaurants were still allowed carry out and mm -hmm. things like that. Um, they allowed liquor carry out. So they made adjustments to try to help the bars and restaurants survive. And okay. then, um, you know, like my insurance agency, we continued working from there, but we required mask appointments, that type of thing. Awesome. So fortunately from a governmental standpoint though, we didn't have a lot of say in it. Yeah, yeah, that's it, it's been rough for a lot of people, and it's 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 been a struggle because I had a couple friends lose, and they don't they live in uh, PA, but they lost their businesses because the shutdowns mm -hmm. really like caused their like you know it was their livelihood, and they had to get full time jobs at Amazon warehouses and stuff, which has been uh it's been kind of hard. That's and that's another yeah. thing I want to touch on real quick. Uh, the Amazon warehouse that's going in in your city is uh, going to be a major boost to the economy. Uh, is it uh is it concerning that it's going to be a big company coming in? Are you, are you looking forward to the partnership with the city? 
Yeah, we were definitely looking forward to the partnership. North Point Development, that's doing that entire development over there, they build kind of the big warehouses and then mm -hmm. they contract um, different companies to come in. So Amazon, of course, is our uh, is our big one right now. Amazon's bringing about 500 jobs, but the to oh, wow. total project itself is going to be about 1,500 jobs. Okay. It's huge for our area. Now, I have to say, I'm a big supporter of small business. I'm yes. big on shopping local and like making sure we're shopping local and buying everything that we can mm -hmm. locally um, we got to support our mom and pop shops but the reality of the world is e-commerce is is taking over and <laughs> it's a trend I don't see going away anytime soon so I am thankful for the jobs and the investment I mean that's a 158 million dollar project that's happening on okay. Basel Boulevard awesome. so that's that's a big deal and it's a big deal for our tax base too which helps everyone yes now, now I know this is um, this is probably something I should ask closer to the beginning. Uh, how do you manage a family life with all this going? I mean, you got your daughter uh, and stuff. How do you manage a, a social calendar, or or do you do you kind of like squeeze that in with being mayor? So. I'm really lucky because I do own my own business. Honestly, mm -hmm. I don't know how, because this is not considered a full-time job. It's not paid as a full-time job. It's okay. not considered a full-time job. It is a full-time job. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> um, if I didn't own my own business and couldn't be flexible with mm -hmm. my hours, I don't know how anyone could do this job well. Mm -hmm. You know, like right now I'm here in city in my office in City Hall because I work from here on Tuesdays. Yeah, That's when we have our council meetings and stuff. But the rest of the week I'll work for my insurance agency and then pop in and out as I need need to. Um, so I always definitely make time for family. I try to cook dinner every night. Uh, Layla is a speed skater. So after practice, we try okay. to unwind and like we're watching the Walking Dead series right now. Nice. So that's like a night we'll fit in an episode. And yeah. it's kind of our like relaxing mom, mom, daughter moment. So it's definitely a balancing act. Um, but I try to make Tuesdays as crazy as possible. Back to back to back to back meetings. That awesome. way, the rest of my week can look a little more normal. That's that's perfect. Yeah, I uh, I have look. I have two of my two businesses that I run. I have an IT and marketing business. I have a full time job working for my father who owns his own company. Uh, I have two kids, one on the way. I have a oh, wife who's constantly much. Thank you, thank you. I have this <laughs> podcast which is now like been taking up a lot of my time. So like I understand like it's you. I, I try and do as many meetings back to back to back for podcasting episodes, uh, and then yes. push them all out. So like this episode for um, those who are tuning in, this episode even though I said was airing on um, Tuesday, will be airing on Friday. So you were probably hearing this Friday um, just because I'm going to be away from the office. So uh, for those tuning in, this episode was supposed to air Tuesday, but since I had to take an emergency trip, this is airing Friday. So those are tuning in, it's airing Friday. The life of a business owner, right? <laughs> yes, yes, uh, yes. So I want to touch on this, and I'm going to touch on this out of order. Um, what are your major goals as mayor while you're in office? What are your goals to, like, achieve? I know you're talking about opioid crisis, uh, small businesses. What are your major goals? Like, what do you want to achieve besides uh, opioids and small business? So we are putting out a RFP, a request for proposals for an indoor turf facility. Um, a lot of our families travel. They do travel soccer, travel lacrosse, mm -hmm. travel, you know, insert sport name here. And we lose out on that because our families are leaving on the weekends and, and going and, and competing other places. So we are looking to build an indoor turf facility here in Hagerstown at the old okay. municipal stadium property. Um, I think that will really be a huge win for our economy, also for our families and for tourism because people will 
travel here for tournaments, whereas right now they're leaving the community. Okay. Um, another thing we're doing, uh, we're going to break ground on very shortly, and we're actually voting one tonight, is a skateboard park. You know, for so long, Hagerstown in Washington County really has not have a skate park, and so we're building oh, really? any type of wheels skate park that'll be open at our fairgrounds park, and we're really excited about that. I think a densely populated community like ours, you have to give the kids opportunity for something to do or yes. else they're going to get into trouble. <laughs> and, you know, we do we do have an ice rink, we have a great fairgrounds, but really catering to the youth because I think that's how you change the future. Obviously, mm -hmm. they are our future. So those are two big projects that we're working on that I think are going to just be game changers here locally. Nice. Now, I, I'm not going to – this is – I don't know how to ask this. As a younger uh, woman in the in – the, um, being in leadership now, are you having any pushback from the older generation in the council and anything? Or are you are you able to get things through that you want to initiate? So uh, there is a difference for sure of mm -hmm. me being a woman and, and being in roomfuls of men. With my council, absolutely not. We all have a great working relationship. Good. Um, yeah, we we just we get along great. And actually, this this election was historic for many reasons. Um, I'm the first woman mayor, but we also have three council women, two of which are African American, and that's never happened here in the city. I so see that. Yes. We have two yes. men, three women. Yeah, two African American women. And so it's like you look at our council, and it reflects the diversity of our community, which has really never been the case. Um, I will tell you, we certainly women we get treated different uh, than okay. than men do. Um, I, I think I am would like to think I'm a good enough leader that I can still I'm still accomplishing what I want to accomplish mm -hmm. and make sure people are respectful. But definitely, even the way the public talks about me, you know, the internet trolls that online that can <laughs> yes can can be very difficult. You know, they talk about my hair, they talk about my weight, they talk about it's just things that if I were a man, you wouldn't be talking about my hair or my weight or <laughs> things like that. So. That, yes. that part of it and being a woman in leadership, it can be difficult. You definitely have to have thick skin. Well, and you know, and, and I, I think of this as because I have a daughter, um, you know, seeing a woman who stepped into a position that literally, literally went really in her favor, uh, it means that she, my daughter has a chance to be a councilwoman or, or a mayor or a governor or, or yes. even um, in her school as a teacher. You know, uh, women getting positions and roles in leadership is good, uh, in my opinion. It's been a problem for a lot of other people, but you know I see it as a good thing because it it steps yes. up for the younger generation. They see that oh I can I can do this. Like if she can do it, I can do it, and it, and it proves to your daughter that it, everything is possible. Um, so that's yes. really awesome. And and the fact that we've got diversity. I I mean I'm I'm a huge fan of Frederick and Hagerstown and Waynesboro and and Harrisburg and stuff. Um, and so it's like my surrounding area. But like seeing that somebody can step into shoes and make things diverse, and we've got the diversity in town. Like you know that's great because you know a lot of times we have we have things that have been set in stone and, and i think yes. my town especially waynesboro has been stuck in the same thing for a long time and, yeah. and you know seeing that hagerstown's diversifying and changing has been a blessing because when i uh when i actually was like watching the results roll in for your uh your win and I was just like oh my goodness like this is historic like this is the first woman mayor like that's awesome so I was like on your side ring and, and uh, there's Thank a lot you. of things that like I, I I tell people also the time I there's things that I don't stand for politically 
and things I do stand for. And, and But the one thing that I do stand for as an equality thing is that women should have roles in leadership and, and government and things. I do believe that as, as a thing. Yeah. So I'm really I always joke that I was sent here to uh, destroy the good old boy club. That's not <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that because sometimes the good old boy club has some rules that need to be changed um, because they Absolutely. aren't appropriate for today's time. Well, Emily, uh, so we've talked about your goals. Um, let's talk about your business for a second. So you're a, you're an insurance uh, person. What? Why? Mm -hmm. Why did you get into insurance? What made you want to do insurance? Like, it's, I would think that would be a racket, if anything. Yeah. So interestingly enough, about uh, eight or nine years ago, a friend of mine was opening a state farm agency. He was actually competing okay. for a book of business with another agent and he needed good salespeople. Mm -hmm. And I, he asked if I would be interested. And at the time I was young and, you know, thought, okay, this could be a, a good opportunity. So I got my insurance licenses, went to work for him and ended up liking it. You know, insurance and banking are kind of two of the last face-to-face -face business is left. Don't get me wrong, yeah. we do a ton of business online, but still yeah. people come in the office, they want to do business over a handshake. And I love interacting with people. So um, I actually got the opportunity to open a farmer's insurance agency, which is, you know, the second largest insurance brand in the country, but they just mm -hmm. came to the East Coast about seven years ago. And so right when they were brand new in Maryland, I had an opportunity to bring a national brand to my hometown and kind of set the groundwork for if other agencies open, I wanted to be the first. Um, so nice. yeah, it's, it's been great. I have a great staff and um, I, I just really like what I do. People, insurance is just a bill that they pay, but to me, mm -hmm. I'm making sure that the things that you work so hard for are protected and it's something that we take serious. and. Um, I just, I really like what I do. That's good. So, and this is just on topic about this. Uh, so can you give any advice to young entrepreneurs? Uh, I've, I've given advice in my past, but what is something as, as a woman upcoming in government and a woman who has, has succeeded in bringing local entrepreneurship to your area, especially a big time thing like that, what is some advice you could give my listeners who are, I have, I have a various age range of listeners, but what is something you could give my entrepreneur listeners uh, advice on, like as far as starting a business and, and, and bringing it to their hometown? Well, I would say, first of all, do what you love. Mm -hmm. And and if you're passionate about something, follow that route if you can. And I always say, stay true to yourself. I have Shakespeare to thine own self be true tattooed on my oh, wrist, nice. so I never forget. <laughs> um, it's just something, follow your heart, you know, and people are going to give you a million different pieces of advice and, mm -hmm. and tell you how to do things and tell you what to do, but work hard and do it from your heart and you're, you'll never go wrong there. Definitely. Definitely. I like that. And I, I actually, one of my podcasts, I don't know if you've gotten to listen to me. You, you're a really busy person, so I don't know if you listen to him, but one of the things I like to say, especially my business podcast, I just, it's not a business podcast. It's my business episode. Um, I said, people over money is one of the things is like, if you choose the customer, the client, uh, your community yes. over the money you make, uh, you will be so much more happier. Do you agree with that? Yes. Absolutely. And that's actually kind of funny because my slogan when I ran for office in 2016 was people over politics. So nice. same, <laughs> same concept nice. for sure. Yes. Well, and, and I do believe if you choose people in, in your community over over money, over politics, uh, you you can run a, a much better uh, platform, a much better business. Um, I, there's just so much more you can do if you choose the people yes. you're serving over over that. Um, Absolutely. 
so we've talked about your family. We talked about how you manage your life. We talked about your business. Uh, but I would like to talk a little bit more business. What What are your goals as far as like once? It, are you planning on rerunning for mayor? Are you planning on once that's up? Are you planning on just going full time and back into the insurance business? What, what What's going on with that? So I, I'm only in the first year of a four year term. So if okay. I had to decide like right this second if if I'm gonna rerun, I would say yes. Of course. I don't know what the next three and a half years look like. I have a 13 year old daughter who, <laughs> yes. you know, is changing every day. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't have political aspirations other than local. I get asked that a lot if I'm going to run okay. for higher office. And the truth is I have never really thought about it. I don't think that's what I want in my life, but I do love being involved in local politics. I think this is where change is made. So if I had to decide today, I'd say yes, but okay. I, I got a couple years to figure it out. <laughs> okay. That's awesome though. So you don't think governorship is in your, is in your future? I don't, I don't think so. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hey, it's not for everybody. And, and I think governor Hogan, he's done a phenomenal job as far as what he's had to deal with, especially Given that he's he survived cancer, uh, he's yes. gone through COVID. I mean, the man's really had to go through a lot just to just to get where he's at. Um, yeah. So as far as that's concerned, and you you basically won an election, and now you had COVID hit, and you were you were thrown into a mess that you know <laughs> was is, was tough on everybody. And and yes. you know what are what are some of the steps you're taking to get people back to the normal? What are what are some of your goals to get things reopened? I know that, you, that Governor Hogan, you said he has started giving it back into the hands of local government. What are some of your goals to help local businesses? You said there's initiatives and stuff. What are your goals to get local businesses and the economy boosted again? Yeah, we really want to go on a big marketing campaign when it's safe mm -hmm. for everyone to come back out and encourage bringing back the crowds. Like, let's bring back normal and let's really focus on supporting our small businesses because I think that's something we did very well as a city over over the shutdown mm -hmm. was people were constantly online posting pictures of their food and saying what a great meal they had from this right. restaurant and encouraging people to go there. And we can't let that stop. Mm -hmm. You know, my fear is that we're going to safely open everything back up. Things are going to feel like they're going back to normal, but then people are going to stop that generosity. They're going to, you know, go back to really shopping online all the time mm -hmm. or not eating out as much or not investing in the local community. So I think we're going to see a surge of people right at the beginning, and then we're going to have to figure out how to keep that up. And I think a lot of it's going to be marketing and just really bringing back Definitely. a sense of community. We've all been so isolated, you know, so let's get out, let's visit the events that we're going to have and, and, and bring back the crowds as much as possible. So yeah, we're definitely going to go on some marketing campaigns and um, just continue encouraging that same environment. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting thing because I've seen uh, one of my favorite restaurants actually to go to downtown Hagerstown is the Stube. Um, mm -hmm. I love I love eating there. We actually have date yes. well before COVID. Well, actually, right before everything shut down, we have one last date night and it was at the Stube. And mm -hmm. we we love it. One of my um, na old neighbors from Waynesboro actually works there and he's he's a really cool dude. He always is uh, taking care. His name's Steve, but he always always takes care of us. Um <laughs> As far as like restaurants go, I know this is not our topics either. What is one of your favorite uh, hometown places to eat? Oh, that's tough. I go <laughs> for brunch on Sundays. I normally go to 28 South. That's like my go-to okay. brunch spot. Oh, I, lo I love dinner there too. I love everything there, but that's been like my Sunday brunch spot. Uh, Rick's Cafe is one of my oh, favorites. Yes. 
Yes. And uh, Los Amigos across from HPD. Um, just I've never had a bad meal. So <laughs> awesome. Have you ever eaten? And not this is not this is off topic of my podcast. But have you ever eaten at Hoffman's in outside of in um, near the airport? Yes. Okay. Excellent yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my my family's favorite places. Actually, my reception um, after or not reception. It was my after wedding rehearsal dinner was there, and we had I never had a bad meal there. Um, no. <laughs> so as far as that goes, you, you know, marketing and getting things back up and running. Um, and I'm glad to see the economy is still doing well in Hagerstown because it's it, you know you like you said you Hagerstown gets a bad rap and it sucks mm -hmm. because Hagerstown actually has some decent city to it. Like Absolutely. I know people may give it a bad rap, but I've been downtown so many times and I go to church in Hagerstown and there's just so much life to Hagerstown that people don't see. Um, I think so too. There, there there's some great places like like you said like there's Rick's Cafe, which is one of the places that I actually just recently found and mm -hmm. am in love with. It's it's a quaint <laughs> little place. I love it. Um, but there's yes. like, there's the parks, there's there's the baseball fields, there's the fairgrounds. There's so much that goes on in Hagerstown that people just overlook. And it sucks because there's some great tourist spots in Hagerstown. Um, yes. Not to mention the Civil War Trail that goes through there. Um, there's just so much that, you know, people just overlook. And I think yes. that, that you're, you're pushing the initiative for marketing and making people come back to the town. Uh, and actually, I think what you did during COVID uh, where you had the restaurants in the streets where you shut down the whole streets like they did in Frederick, I think that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I didn't get to eat downtown during that time, um, uh -huh. but it is. I think that was awesome. Like having, having restaurants out in the middle of the streets where you shut down a whole street where people can just sit and enjoy yeah. company. Because I know for me, and for a matter of fact, a lot of people um, were really upset that they couldn't have human interaction. And, and just being in the same room as a human, another human, like even out in the streets is sitting there having lunch or dinner around other people has been, I think really helped uh, the psyche of, of many people. So that was yes. really great that you did that. Um, yeah. So, you know, there's some changes coming to Hagerstown. I'm sure. Uh, what are some of those changes you can announce right now that are coming to Hagerstown as of like in the next few weeks to a month? <laughs> so, well, we are going to continue the street closures. Um, okay. that, that type of thing going into the summer. And we are launching Imagine Hagerstown festivals on the last Friday of every month. Okay. So we'll have some music and some food trucks and, and some different things going on. So the city's going to try to get back to business as usual as far as for public events as when it's safe to do so, but we're going to mm -hmm. start doing outdoor things. Um, so that'll be happening over the next several weeks. And then we have, like I said, the RFP for an indoor sports complex going mm -hmm. out municipal stadium tonight. We're voting on a contract with an organization that's going to book the field for like little league games and high school games and different adult leagues and things mm -hmm. that they can use municipal stadium for have some events there as well, uh, twice a month. So some good positive, you know, feel good things going on, which I think we all really need. Oh yes. <laughs> really oh, yeah. need right now yes. and you're right about the human interaction i understand some people are still uh, worried about coming out and mm -hmm. i completely understand that i'm blessed enough that i was able to get vaccinated i know there's a lot yes. of people that aren't yet um so it'll be a slow process but i we're, we're getting there we're getting there Good. thankfully <laughs> yes um and i seen actually one of your pictures because i follow you on instagram about the old ymca building is there any initiatives you're trying to get started to revitalize that building or do something with that building <laughs> I wish. Um, so we don't own it. It's not a city owned building. It's, okay. it's privately owned. Yeah. Um, so it's not something, I mean, it's going to take millions 
millions of dollars to, to get it to code. It's been vacant for so long. Um, and there were some issues in the past with a previous owner that just kind of let some things happen that okay. is the reason he's no longer the owner. <laughs> but it, it's unfortunate. You know, one, it's such a cool old building. I mean, I know the pictures look amazing. So many things. Yeah. I mean, the, the original running track is still in there and there's a basketball court and two pools and just a really cool building. But unfortunately, the it's not something oh, the city owns. No, go yeah, ahead. the building, the building doesn't even look that big and there's a running chart. I saw those pictures. And I was like, how is that all in that building? It's so, it doesn't yeah. seem that big. <laughs> it's multiple floors. It's huge. It's huge. But yeah, unfortunately that's not something that's owned by the city, but hopefully an investor with some deep pockets will come in eventually and make something out of it. Cause it's, it's really a shame that it's just sitting there right now. It could be a, could be such a community asset. It could be a great community center, like not just a YMCA, but like just turn into a community event center uh, where Absolutely. people can come and, and have weddings or something like that. That would be even yeah. that would be really cool. Um, now, I, this is a question I, I want to ask you uh, as far as the uh, the structure that was um, when there was like a little shift and it started collapsing. Is that has that been settled? I know you were in that structure as well, doing some tours of that to make sure everything was good is everything is everything going back to normal with that building or that is that like a structure that is coming down as far as you know well the, we have a cut are you talking about the one from about a year and a half ago uh, the hotel i think it was that was oh 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 it's it's fine uh, it's well it's not fine but it's going yeah. to be fine um <laughs> hopefully by the end of this week uh they have had it shut down since thanksgiving the whole road right there mm -hmm. for fear that the building may collapse into the road and we didn't want anyone to get hurt um there is a professional contractor who's been shoring up the side of the building okay. and that should be done by the end of the week so it will be structurally sound we can reopen that road and then the contractor will start on the inside so awesome as of right now it's unfortunate because the tenants that were living there still have not been able to go get their belongings because it oh. has not been safe to do so. But hopefully here shortly, it, at least the outside will be safe, you know, in the next several days. And then they're going to get to work on the inside. Awesome. That's great. Um, yeah. Emily, um, I, we are at our time. Actually, we're past our time by three minutes, but that's great. I, I enjoyed talking with you. Thank you so Thanks. much for tuning in, everybody, and listening to Emily talk. Um, I hope that everyone stays safe out there. Uh, please don't do anything like risky. Uh, if you don't want to go out, don't go out. If if you want to tour Hagerstown, do so safely. Wear a mask. Uh, so, but thank you so much, Emily. Thank you for joining me. Uh, it's been wonderful. I hope to have you on in the future, maybe to discuss different policies that are going on, or maybe what you're going to be doing for Hagerstown initiatives in the future. Absolutely, sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. You're welcome. Hang on.